I was listening and as they opened up with the first song that said, Behold, I was thinking about last week as we talked about the father of the prodigal son and I talked about how the father demonstrated some characteristics. He shared some values and that if these values were mimicked by the sons, then they would then have the heart of the father. And so as I was listening to the the songs this morning, the song Behold, it opened up and it talked about the love of the father. It said at one particular part, I, I heard the words that says, how great your love is. And so the song was reminding us that the love that God has for us is great. This, this isn't a kind of love that's superficial or you do something and he changes his mind. But the songwriter was saying, I, I, I want you to behold how his love is. You know, and then I heard the next part that talked about his love is reckless. And so I'm sitting here and I'm meditating about the message. And it, it, it has a part in that song that I believe is, is one of the things that sometimes we get we get kind of caught up on. He it, it's a line in the song Reckless Love that says uh, that that we can't we can't earn it. We can't earn it. And then it went on and said we don't even deserve it. Think about that for a minute. No matter how good you are, you still don't deserve it. No, no, no matter what it is that you do, you can't earn it. <laughs> it's something that he just freely gives because that's how great it is. Have you ever just taken a moment, and we're going to jump into the message, but I, I believe that the message is a, is a seg, this, the songs are a segue uh, to the message because it, it's talking about this love. And, and sometimes I, I, I don't think we really comprehend how much our father loves us. You know, the story last week, it was a father who his son went left when he told him to go right. But yet when the son finally came to himself, as the scripture says, and he came home, there wasn't a chastisement. There wasn't a rejecting. There, there was his arms open wide. And he simply said, my son that was dead, he's now alive. And think about that story. That's the same way that our father cares about us. That same type of love that's demonstrated throughout the scriptures is the same love that God has given us, and he's given it to us freely. But if you're not careful, you allow the world to cause you to think that you're not worthy of it, like you should reject it, like there's no way I can walk in it. You, you know, I was remembering, I'm reminded of September the 11th, one of the most horrific days in the history of America. And there was a period that wasn't really advertised, but there were some of the guys who made it out of um, the, the Twin Towers. And my son went to Oakdale and there was a lady who actually worked there and she was a survivor. And she would always talk about how she felt guilty. She would talk about how she felt guilty that many of the people that she worked with, many of the people that she did life with, they, they didn't make it out of the towers, but for some reason she made it out. And I talked to her one day after class when she did a presentation and talking about the, the severity of it. I, I told her, I said, it's not that you don't deserve it. I said, it's just a demonstration of how great God's love is. It, it wasn't that God didn't love anybody else any less, but he just showed you at that moment how much he loves you. 
And when we began to look at God's love on a personal level, how he made a sacrifice, it was something that Chris said. He said, behold, the wonder of the cross. That cross was a, a cross that was for me. I, I can look at the cross from a global standpoint of how sal salvation was for all of us on that cross. But if I be selfish for a moment, I can look at the cross and I can see the wonder. And the wonder that I'll begin to find is that he died for me in spite of. And so my, my prayer is this morning that if you get nothing out of the message that I preach, and I hope you do, but, but if you get nothing else out of it, I believe that God has set the stage for us to be reminded that he loves us. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. Even when you try to convince yourself that he doesn't, he's reminding us this morning that he loves us. And so my prayer is that this morning that God will allow you to come in contact with somebody, social distance, of course, but, but, but he'll allow you to come in contact with somebody that needs to be reminded, listen, he still loves you. He still loves you. And I thank God for Ember Church because Ember Church is a place where the heart of the pastor, uh, Kevin, is that we want to love you. If, if you've watched our messages or listened to our messages over the years, you'll hear that the thing that we preach and we believe wholeheartedly that God's love is amazing. That, that, that God's love is for the saint and the sinner. God's love is for everybody who's willing to say, you know what, God, I accept it. From the stuff that happened at the fireworks stands to the, the stories about people in the community that had issues. All of those situations, we said we want to stand at the front door with our arms open wide and say, listen, come to, come to whosoever, because all we want to do is love you. And I want to tell the, the last song, and then I'm going to segue into our message. The last song was a song that said, hallelujah, our God reigns. And it says, behold, the mighty breath of God, our God reigns. Those of you who have your Bibles, let's go to Psalms 121. This is a, uh, one of my favorite Psalms, one of my favorite passages um, of the Bible is a passage that I oftentimes find myself going to when I'm seeking direction or I, I feel like I'm, I'm not in the express lane, but I'm in that outside lane, that slow lane. Uh, I, 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 I go to this scripture. I go to this passage because I believe this passage, um, God is speaking to our hearts in it and he's trying to lay the segue. He's trying to let us know that he still reigns. Psalms 121, you're going to find these words. I'm going to read it in its entirety. And it reads like this. It says, I will lift my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Verse number eight says this in its conclusion. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and forevermore. I want you to get that part. And forevermore. And forevermore. And forevermore. And forevermore. 
some of us, we may be in the A clause of that scripture where we know that God has protected us from some things that we've encountered. But then there's some of us that may be in the B clause of that particular passage where we're wondering, God, are you still with me forevermore? God, God, are you still walking with me when it seems like it's dark? God, God, are you with me when it seems like I can't make sense out of this thing called life? God, God are you still with me when it seems like I should be further along, but I can't get traction to take one step. And I believe he was intentional in this particular passage, the author of the scripture, because he said, I need to remind you that his promise is not that he's just going to be with you, but he's going to preserve you forevermore. Forevermore means even when you don't see it, even when you can't comprehend it, even when you think that you're absolutely positively by yourself, he's saying, I'm going to preserve you even in those moments. I, I, I'm going to preserve you even when you don't even feel that you're worthy of being preserved. You know, I, I, I watched uh, some of our Facebook pages of, of mem uh, members at the church, and Amy, she does this thing, this, I think he's canning or something like that, where she's, she's preserving something, and she's doing it, in, watch this, in a season where she doesn't need it right now, but she knows that there's a season that's coming. Are y'all walking with me? There's a season that's coming where I need something. And so therefore, I'm going to assure myself that when the time comes, I'm going to have it. And I believe that when we search the scripture, God gives us these reminders that says, listen, you may be fine today. Everything may seem well, but I want you to store some of this up because there's going to come a day. There's going to come a time where you may question and I need you to rise above it to know that I'm preserving you forevermore. And so for the next few minutes, I, I want to use for a thought or a subject, he's still on our side. He's still on our side. He's still on our side. And that's why I thought it was so fitting that the last song said that our God reigns. He didn't stop reigning, y'all. He can't stop reigning. He, he's designed to reign forever. And the beauty of it is if we listen to reckless love and we realize that we can't deserve his love, earn his love, and he's still reigning, that's a reminder that he's made a promise to us that he's going to stay on our side. No matter how difficult things may seem, no matter how difficult things may be. I was thinking about my big brothers, one of his, his favorite passages of scriptures, and I was meditating during the, the, the song, and I, I'm going to read it, and we're going to jump back in that text, but I, I, I want to set the, the parameters for this. In Psalms uh, 23, uh, one of Kevin's favorite songs we talk about from time to time, there, there, there's a particular song. Listen to these words. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And now watch this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, in Psalms 121, you're at the beginning of what's, what, what, what's called the Songs of Ascension, right? 
So from Psalms, I think it's 120 to I believe 134. This is a series of Psalms and these Psalms are uh, recorded as potentially being the songs that were sung when there was a, a pilgrimage that was being made to Jerusalem. As they're going on this pilgrimage, they're finding themselves going through some valleys. They're, they're finding themselves going through some dark places. They're finding themselves going through some places that aren't cool. You know, I'm reminded of the story about the Good Samaritan. You know how that road was a dangerous road, but yet they had to travel it. And, and so these, 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 these uh, uh, Christians, they were, they were on their way to Jerusalem and they saw it off in the distance. But they had to remind themselves that I may not be where I'm seeking, but even as I take step by step to get there, the beauty of it is that the God that I serve, Molly, he's still with me. And, 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 and so even if the path takes me through the valley of the shadow of darkness, even if I have to go through some periods that may not feel good, even if I have to go through some moments that don't make sense, he's made a promise and he reassured me that he's going to walk with me through the valley of the shadow of death. And, 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 and it's not about, watch this, and I want you to get this, guys, it's not about your life struggling, but I'm talking about moments in your life where you feel like it's difficult and you don't know if you're going to make it. That can still be considered the valley of the shadow of death because that can be the place, the precise spot where your faith can fail. But God is saying, I need you to be reminded that I'm going to walk with you through this valley. I, I'm going to be there with you in the midst of this valley. Even though we have to go there and maybe you would have desired to go around, trust me, I'm God enough. I still reign enough. My breath is powerful that there's nothing under creation that I don't control. And watch this. That includes death, hell, and the grave. And, and, and so if he controls all of those things, I can rest assured that I'm set up for a win because he's on my side. Let's, let's look at Psalms 121. The first part they were talking and they said, I'm going to lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. I remember hearing uh, my grandmother talking. Uh, I'm a grandmother's boy if you hadn't picked that up by now. I remember sitting at her kitchen table uh, at 1150 Flint Street Extension, and she would be sitting there, Kathy, and she would begin to sing songs like this. She would say, uh, I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain. I I I'm doing my best just to make it in. She, she would sing those songs over and over and over again. And I would listen to her sing this song. And, and it was her forecasting that, listen, baby, there's some days ahead that are going to be difficult. But I've just made up in my mind that even if this mountain is rough, I'm still going to climb it because I know who my Lord is. And so my prayer this morning is this, that no matter how rough the terrain looks, you'll go. I, I saw Jeff Wade the other day on Facebook, and Jeff, where you at? I can't see you because of the, the, the lights. God bless you and your family. They went to Crowder's Mountain, and my wife was talking about Crowder's Mountain, and I'm thinking we'll go walk. But I, I seen her, I think it was his daughter. She, she was climbing up. <laughs> she had ropes, and she was grabbing with her hands, pulling herself up. And I, I was in amazement because I'm like, you know how difficult this mountain is, but yet you have enough faith in yourself. You have enough faith in what you've learned. Okay, I'm going to let that sit in for a minute. You have enough faith in what you've learned that no matter how difficult the next reach is, 
you believe is possible. And so as they began to make this journey towards Jerusalem, they began to say, now, I, I, I don't have all the answers. But what I do know is that my help comes from the Lord. And watch this. You have to make sure that you take time out to look at God in his proper context. I'm going to say that one again. You have to take time out to make sure that you look at God in his proper context. What does that mean, Pastor D? What that means is this. It means that he's the one that made heaven and earth. He's the one that spoke and it became. He's the one that said, let there be and there was. He's the one that spoke to Lazarus and said, get up out of the grave. He's the one that laid hands on the blind man and he saw. He's the one that said, let their water be wine, and it was. And so what I'm talking about, the proper context of God, is found and summed up in one of my favorite simple verses in the Bible, which is Luke 1.37. It says this, for nothing is impossible with God. So if you ever find yourself in a difficult place and you're trying to figure out if God can or if God will, you don't have to know the whole uh, uh, Deuteronomy 20. What, all you got to know is Luke 1 and 37 that says, for nothing is impossible with God. In every situation that you encounter, it fits in that verse. Everything that the devil tries to throw at you, it fits in that verse. Everything that you put on yourself that you're afraid of removing, it fits in that verse. You may have a history of something, but nothing's too hard for them. Somebody may have said that you won't make it. Nothing's too hard for them. Now watch this. You may have even messed up, but nothing's too hard for them. Because that's the God that we serve, and that's knowing God in his proper context. Don't limit God. Don't don't get to a place that you look at your circumstances and you look at God and you aren't sure which one can win. Because the last time I looked at all of my circumstances and I looked at God, I realized that his G was a whole lot bigger than my T's and my problems and my troubles. So they were on their way to this Jerusalem pilgrimage. They said, I, 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 I've, I've, I've looked at God. I've known God in his proper context. I've known him in his proper context. So I'm going to take this journey. I'm going to go through the valley of the shadow of death because he's with me. David said, I'm going to take it a step further and I'm not even going to fear evil. I'm not even going to fear what's coming because I know he's with me. I, I'm not going to even fear it because I know that his rod and his staff, they have the ability to protect me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put one step in front of the other and I'm going to keep moving. And so they kept going. And that's verse number two. So I, 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 if you're taking notes, I want you to do this. This can be your first note. Remind God, know God in his proper context. Remind yourself of God in his proper context. Because what will happen is when you know him the way that you need to know him, he'll begin to make things all right. Your grandmother used to say, I, I, all I got to do when I'm going through is have a little talk with Jesus. And, and he'll make everything all right. Because she knew him in his proper context. And so as we try to hurry along in this particular uh, message, I, I see where they were talking and they said, but, 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 but what about when it seems like I, I can't get ahead? Verse number three says, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. 
He that keepeth thee will not slumber. How many of you guys took a nap yesterday or you went to sleep last night? Raise your hand. I got like three hours of sleep. But God got less than me. Okay, you guys missed that. I got three hours, but he got less than me. The reason why he got less than me was because he was concerned about each and every one of us. The Bible says he'll never sleep nor slumber because he's watching as a watchman around the clock. The thing I love about him is that he doesn't want us to catch, have anything catch us off guard. So he says, listen, what I'll do while you rest and you're weary, I'll stay up. While, while, while you were stressing yourself out trying to figure it out, you take a nap and I'll work it out. Because I'm God and I reign and I'm sovereign and I'm still on the throne and I'm not going anywhere. And what you have inside of you is so important. What you have inside of you to release to the world is so beneficial that I'm going to make sure that anything that tries to come up against you, I'll take care of it. Because what's inside of you is this hidden treasure that if it's ever released or exposed to the world, the world has no other choice but to become a better place. So while you're chilling, I'll take care of it. The, the, the Christians, they said, we're, we're going to Jerusalem because we want to go and worship there. We, we want to go and pay homage there. And Jesus said, listen, it's going to be a difficult journey. It's going to be a difficult trip. But I got you. I believe he's saying this prophetically today to us. Life can be difficult. You can find yourself in a place where you're not sure if you should get off this exit or the next one. But he said, listen, I'm walking with you. I got you. Cast your cares to me because I care for you. How often, as the song said, and I preached it a couple weeks ago, how often is it that we forfeit the peace that he so freely gives us? It says, what peace we often forfeit, all because we don't carry everything to God in prayer. Before they started this journey, they reminded themselves that no matter what it is that I face, no matter what it is that I come up against, he's already went before me. He's already made the way. He's already done it. He's already lit our path. And what we have to do is be confident in who he is and take it step by step, knowing that even if we get off track, he's still God enough to nudge us back on. Let's keep diving in it. Let's keep diving in it. He said, I won't allow your foot to slip because I don't slumber. And I, I was looking at this as I was uh, reading the commentary last night. It was talking about how um, the Lord is a keeper. It says that the Lord will shade that is our shade upon thy right hand. And it talked about the sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. And I was meditating on this. And I was like, God, what, what are you saying? And he said, listen, no matter what this world can throw at you. I'll be a keeper. No matter what this world throws at you, I'll be a keeper. No matter what it is, I'll be a keeper. I was talking to one of my coworkers 
um, that lives here in the outskirts of Chester. He's a beekeeper. And he was talking about the whole ins and outs of beekeeping. And I was like, man, this, this, this is crazy. And he was talking about the, the and, you know, guys, we got to do better even in the, in the bee world. It's like, like the, the men don't do anything like the women are the hard workers. And we got to shift that even today in this life. We got to start doing more. Right. You weren't supposed to say amen. But 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 it was talking about how there's a certain point that comes where the men become expendable. They just kick them. The queen just get rid of them. Yeah. I, listen, Molly, I was blown away. I was like, it, like the queen has the ability to decide if she's going to lay a male or a female. Like it, it was crazy. She knew exactly how many she was going to need. So she got rid of them because they were going to be in the way. It, 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 it blew my mind because he came down to the, the um, to the to the little place right here and got some wood the other day to make a, a beehive tractor supply. But what he was talking about was he was saying that the bee kept the queen kept everything in order. She knew that in order for this thing to be cohesive, she knew exactly what she needed. And even she even went to a point where he was telling me that the, 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 the queen will will lay a different kind of sack and that sack will be a sack for another queen because she knows that at some point the hive is going to need another queen. And they would begin to feed her some kind of jelly, uh, the one, the female bee, some kind of jelly, and it would turn her into a queen. And then when there was a few, they would go off to another place and they would create another colony and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sitting here in amazement. I'm like, and he, he was like, listen. I don't have to do anything. It takes care of itself. He said, this is what I've done the other day. He said, I created another hive and just sat it up in the tree. And I captured some of the ones that were swarming. It happened naturally. I didn't get in the way. I just let God be God. So I tell you that story. Why? I tell you that story because of this. How many times have we gotten in the way? How many times have we found ourselves in a place where we questioned or wondered if God was still on our side? And when we came to the conclusion that we thought he was no longer on our side, we try to fix it ourselves. And God is saying, listen, man, if you just let me be God, if you just let me be who I am, I'll work it out. I'll make everything come full circle. And all you have to do is trust me. As they got ready to go on this this dangerous pilgrimage, they let God be God. They said, I know some things are going to come. I know some things are going to happen. But if I step out of the way and let God be God, know God the way I need to know God, then everything will work out regardless of the circumstances. So my prayer this morning is this. No matter what it is that you're facing, no matter what it is that you're in the midst of, they went on this journey realizing that the Lord was with them. You're not going through life by yourself. A trick of the enemy is this. He tries to divide and conquer. He tries to divide you from the faith that you have in God. He tries to divide you from what you know about God. Because if he can get you to the place of questioning what you know about God, then he can put you in a place where you won't trust God. But my prayer is this, that as you move forward day by day, you say, God, I know too much about 
what you've done for me in the past to question you in my future. I want you to hear that statement again. Write it down, tweet it, put it in your iPhone notes, Android notes, or whatever. What I know about God in my past is too much to make me question what he'll do in my future. Because listen, guys, I know that I shouldn't be where I am now, and I know that the places that I want to go, it may seem difficult, it may look difficult, but I know what he did back there. And if he did that back there, I know that everything that's in front of me, he has the power to get me through that as well. So what I want to do is this. Last two weeks, we've been getting out of service super early, but I want to have a time of ministry. And I've been praying because I'm like, God, it's hard to kind of do ministry in this new age, social distancing type thing. I'm not going to say come to the altar and let's lay hands or any of that, but I want us to have a moment where we just reflect on God and what he's done for us. I want us to reflect on what God has done for us. Not the things we need him to do, but I want us to take a moment to intentionally think about the things that he's done for us. Because I'm going to show you what's going to happen. There's going to be a level of gratitude. There's going to be a sense of, of God that it's going to be refreshing. You're going to be reminded. You're going to start smiling. You're going to think back to those moments when you know without a shadow of a doubt it was nobody else but God. That's how they went on every one of these pilgrimages, and they could go those pilgrimages knowing that no matter what they came in contact with, what God had already done for them. And I think we have to make sure that we always do that. Carve out time to remind ourselves of what God has done for us. I always say it this way. When you need a victory, think about your last one. And not only think about your last one, but think about what you did to deserve it. So I want us to, uh, Brother Larry was, was, was um, worshiping early. He said his presence is here, and I feel it. And now it's his time. The stage is set for you to have some one-on-one time with him. And then we'll pray. We'll give some instructions to those that are watching my way of live stream. But I believe this. I believe that today God wants to remind you that he's still on, his, on your side, and you need to see it clearly. You, you, you shouldn't leave out of here questioning anything about how God loves you because he's going to remind you at this moment. Let's bow our heads. Even at home, I want you to bow your heads and take time to reflect. There's no shadow he won't light up. No mountain he won't go up. He won't climb up. No wall he won't kick down. But I believe one of my favorite verses in that particular song is when it's recorded this way, even 
when I was your foe. Your love fought for me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. Father, remind them of how much you love them. Father, remind them how much you care. Psalm 23 goes on and say, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Father, there's nothing too hard for you. And we thank you for what you've already done. Just a few more minutes. Before we move to the next part, I want to say this. If the world would have had its way in the midst of everything you just thought about. If the world would have had its way in the midst of everything you just thought about. How different would it have been? But the glory and the grace of God. Now I want you to just begin to thank him. Those reminders that you just saw in your own way, however you feel comfortable. I want you to take a moment and just thank him. For somebody that might be struggling, I'll show you how this exercise is supposed to be done. I remember when I was in my car as a teenager, driving with no seatbelt on, speeding in the rain, and I had an accident. My body came up from the driver's seat and I broke the steering wheel. I shattered the dashboard. My head went into the windshield. I still remember it like it was yesterday. I was wearing a Virginia Cavaliers hat, turned backwards. And when I went to get my stuff out of the car, I looked inside of it, and there was something that looked like a hand that literally cupped me. And I could see part of my orange hat still in those cracks. But it's like the grace of God stepped in.
And the beauty about it is this. He didn't have to do that. But he did. And for that, I'm grateful. So if he can do that for me, there's nothing else that I know he can't do. That's the way I want you to leave out of here today. Reminded of the stories, and you know your stories. Some of them are far worse than that. Some of them may not be as bad. But you have a story that you know that it was nothing but the grace of God that you made it to the other side of that story. And because of that, that's enough to lift your head up. As my grandmother would say, throw your shoulders back. Stick your chest out and keep on going. Because he's on our side. He's on our side. I want to pray for us collectively. We have a new thing for our online community, our online group that's watching. There's going to be a link that you're going to see pop up on your screen. And even those of you that are here, um, if you go to our Facebook page, our live stream that's, that's being broadcast right now, there's a link that's there. And here's the thing, when you click on that link, it's a digital ministry connect card. And you literally just click it, and it's going to open up and take you to a place, and you're going to fill out some contact information, and then you get to the bottom, and there's going to have some spots where you can tell us what it is that you stand in need of. If it's prayer, if it's you feel that you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to rededicate your life to Christ, whatever it may be. You can be at home right now and you can still connect with this ministry and we'll reach out to you and we'll pray for you. Uh, we'll send you information, whatever it is that we need to do to let you know that even though you're on the other side of that camera, you're not away from us. And we're going to use every skill, every ounce of technology that we can to let you know that you're not doing life by yourself. We're still right here. We haven't left you. Neither will we. Um, but we want you to know that we're praying for you and we love you. guys. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for our time together. Father, we thank you for this moment of reminding that you're still on our side. God, many of us may have not even questioned that, but we know how life is. And sometimes we may find ourselves wondering. And so, God, we thank you for this message that we can preserve today and use tomorrow. Because we believe, oh God, that the world doesn't want to see us reach our full potential, but you do. So, Father, we know that if you're walking alongside of us, even if it's in the valley of whatever it is, unemployment, depression, bereavement, whatever it is, that valley is, we know that you're walking with us. We know that you never left us, nor will you forsake us. Father, we know those things, and we hold them to be true. And Father, we pray even now, as David said, we'll hide your word in our heart that when that moment comes and the devil tries to make us question it, we won't sin against the knowledge of knowing that you're right there with us. Father, I pray a prayer over this ministry that everything that you've promised us, it shall come to pass. Every household that's represented under the Ember brand there be blessings that overflow. I pray, God, for this community that you've placed Ember in. Allow us to be what this community needs. 
And Father, as I conclude this prayer, I lift up Kevin for this next mile of the journey. God, give him a different level of revelation that he's never even seen before himself. You've refreshed his body physically. Now, God, we ask that you would continue to add tools to his arsenal, that he can continue to lead this ministry in the things that you've called us to do. And Father, I pray that you would rally the troops around him, that we'll lift, keep his arms lifted up. We'll continue to fight. We'll continue to press forward until we see the full manifestation of your blessing. God bless those that are watching by way of live stream, those that, are connect, that filled out that connect card. Let them know, God, that we're still here with them and we're not going anywhere the same way that God is still on our side. Father, we love you, we honor you, and we cherish you. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray and ask it all. And the redeemed of the Lord said, amen, amen, and amen. Go, and as Kevin says, be dangerous. God bless you.